Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited. I'm going to be in the space today. We have a very interesting guest today that I'm excited to introduce you to. And we're going to be talking about her offerings, the magic that she shares. She is also a local luminary here in Wilmington. Many of you probably already know her. And we're also going to be talking about the crowd pleaser that it is, Crystal's. She has so much knowledge to share with us today, so thank you, Heather Gordy, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I know. The crystals are excited, too. (laughs) The crystals are excited. She came in with a backpack full of crystals, and I got a little giddy, so our energy is calming down now. We're going to bring it in, focus in, but I'm really excited to talk to you. You were one of the very first people on my mind when I was thinking about doing this podcast. I was like, I love to have Heather come and yeah, to talk about you and your journey into the work that you do, the magic that you bring and share with people. And you have so many different interesting offerings here. You're also a part of the the Blonde Priestess Collective or the Priestess Collective at the Merchantson Building. Your space is absolutely heavenly there. Your office in particular, when I go in, it has the beautiful view of the bridge in Wilmington and the sky and the light and the energy in there in of itself is just magical. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful, so honored. I love that space and it still feels special every time that I go in there. Special to be there, special to be a part of. It just feels really a very valuable space to have. So I'm very grateful that it is here and I'm grateful to be a part of it. And yeah, I've been wanting to secretly be on your podcast. So <laughs> I was like, I hope she asks me. Uh, I, hope she asks me. I love that. I know. I know. Cause it is, it's on video. It's not the thing we do every day. So I'm excited you're up for it. So tell us and tell the listeners who you are and give us a little introduction into your work. I am an interdimensional channel, or I call myself an interdimensional channel. There's a lot of different things that I do and I tap into, and that seems to be the language that feels like it encompasses most of it. And within that, I practice energy work, different modalities, and I really resonate with being an ascension guide. That just feels like something that spirit has placed on my heart and in my path, and Along with that, I teach yoga. I do some other things. I work with crystals. (laughs) There's a lot of different facets to my work, but really I just enjoy working with people in every capacity, one-on-one, group settings, intimate spaces where we can create sacred space, come together in sacred space and feel the body, tune into the body, and come back to our larger sense of self or our truer sense of self and really do whatever is needed or invite whatever is needed to illuminate Mm, that. That's so beautiful. And on this path, was there something that was a catalyst to you stepping into this or maybe a few breadcrumbs along the way, but did you always feel connected to being an interdimensional channel or was that something that evolved (laughs) 
over time? <laughs> yeah, so it definitely evolved. Like when I look back on my childhood now, I can see pieces, but I didn't have that awareness when I was a child. I was very energetically sensitive. I see that more so now. I didn't know that then. Uh, the world just felt overwhelming. Everything felt overwhelming. I grew up in a Christian-based household and everything uh, felt, there were clear yeses and clear noes. So there were just certain experiences that felt like they didn't have space to be there. I think more so now being where I am now, it was more so things that weren't directly understood. Of course, there was no way for it to have space there. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I went to college and stepped outside of that environment that I was able to explore more. So really... When I was a child, everything was just a constant whirlwind. I was more so in a space of just trying to feel safe mm -hmm. in my experiences and in my environment. When I went to college, that started to become a catalyst, but more so because things became more intense. Mm -hmm. So I have more of an understanding now. I, I think the home that I grew up in, my soul purposely brought me into a space where I would be as comfortable as I can be mm -hmm. because I lived in the woods and I wasn't in a neighborhood. There was a, there was actually like a lot of space around my house and a lot of space even like throughout the town. So when I went to college, I think things intensified yeah. in a way that I wasn't prepared for, but also it was what I needed at the same time to even come close to moving into my experience. So things became much more overwhelming and ultimately that brought me into a space of just deep anxiety and deep depression. So it, it wasn't really like a pleasant experience right. by any means, but it was and feels like it was chosen by my soul and it was what I needed. And the real catalyst was coming to that breaking point, that ultimate bottom. Mm -hmm. I had an experience that brought me into a choice of we either have to do something or there's not going to be anything left of me. Mm. So was this like a rock bottom, would you say? <clears throat> like you were really facing hard things at that time? Yeah, it's to put it bluntly, it was a near death experience. So it was a rock bottom, yeah. but it was like reaching that edge and reaching that bottom. It was really an awakening of okay, we've arrived here, we've been arriving here, and now there's really only two directions to go, and we have to choose what direction to go. So I really felt my soul step in mm. that moment and bring me up and push me forward. And I started to see like in that moment and in that period of time is when I really started to see spirit step in and my soul step in. And that was a huge initiation. Yoga came to the forefront, mm -hmm. but it wasn't anything that I chose. It was something that was placed directly in front of me. It was something that was like, 
just do this and see what happens. Try this. <laughs> and Get I was that. at a place where it was like, we'll try anything because nothing, there aren't answers anywhere else. Right. So yoga was a huge part. It brought me into the body. And it once I was in my body, I, one, felt more than I've felt before. So it was like things immediately became more intense while at the same time, it's like things became more intense in both directions. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I also reached a place of, I actually feel me. So we need to be here. Mm -hmm. Like we need to be in the body. We need to keep anchoring in the body or coming into the body. Yoga started to open up my world. I went through a yoga training. It was the first time I ever heard about the chakra system or yeah. what any of that was. And at the time, it was just a bunch of new information. I think I've always had an, like a mind that leans towards observing rather than blocking anything out. And so I think that also, even with my childhood, there was never a sense in my mind or in my field of a right or a wrong or a yes or a no. Yeah. It was more so just observing yeah, and taking everything that. in. So when I went into yoga, it's I clearly knew, okay, I've been in an environment where these are things that are a no, like these things don't exist or these things are a no, but everything's being introduced and I'm just taking it all in and I'm just observing it all. And the more that I just observed everything, the more that I was like, this sounds like my experience and nothing else has sounded like my experience. And so that just once I made that connection, it really felt like everything flew open mm. because I was like, all right, I will take in any information that I will take in all of it. And I ended up through yoga. I was completing my yoga hours for my yoga training. So I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, we'll literally go to every yoga class. We'll literally go to every meditation because I've got hours to fill. Yeah. And I ended up crossing paths with a woman who I still work with today. Her name is Jennifer Chappas, and she was leading a meditation, and I went into that meditation, and I was like, I had been through yoga training, I had been through other meditations, and I was like, this isn't meditation. I get that this is meditation, mm -hmm. but this isn't meditation. <laughs> and I experienced, again, my experience wasn't enjoyable, but it, it was actually, I experienced so much through the body that it felt painful, but it felt so much like what I had been experiencing all my life that I was like, this is it. And I went to her immediately and I was like, <clears throat> I didn't, I felt a lot of discomfort through that whole thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this it was a meditation? Like it, yeah. And I so was like, it was like a, you're just in your yeah, space it was with actually, your eyes closed and you're feeling all yeah, these sensations. Yeah, it's like sensations. you're laying down and, and you're really comfortable and it's like guiding you through a space of peace and mm -hmm. guiding you through a space of receiving peace. And like the entire time I'm like screaming inside of my body <laughs> and I'm like, why does this hurt <laughs> in a way? And, but it was like in that moment, none of that mattered. I was just like, this is though, like she knows the answer here. Like she, this is my experience. This is what I have been experiencing. And she knows. 
And so it's if I were to look at that experience with where I am today, she was going into channel and she was delivering a meditation and she was delivering energy and what I was experiencing, not being quite in my body, I was experiencing what I experienced my whole life, which was my entire channel is open, my entire body is open, and I'm actually receiving everything around yeah. me in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, which is overwhelming and yeah. a lot to process. And yeah. I relate to this. I know personally. you can. I, I really do. totally know that you can. And I know a lot of people can. It's like that. It's like we're so open that everything feels overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be that way. Okay. Tell us more about that. (laughs) I'm I'm interested in knowing more about that part. It doesn't have to be that way. (laughs) Because sometimes going to the grocery store, I'm really overstimulated. And sometimes driving my car, I'm like, how am I a part of this society? I don't even know what's going on. Oh my gosh, me too. Okay. So my world just started to open more and more. And it was like everything that... I needed was just being laid down one because I was incredibly open. I had reached a point where I was like, give me, show me anything. I just need a different experience and I need it as soon as we possibly can because I already hit the rock bottom. So you're like, I'm not going back. (laughs) No, there's no going back from there. So, um, yeah, I talked with Jennifer and she was like, I totally understand. Like we should have a Mm one-on-one. I was at a place where I'm like fresh out of college. I don't have, my own income. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, we're going to save up. We're going to save up for this session. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. I waited a few months and I gifted a session for me on my birthday. And it was just ever since that even like reunion, because I definitely feel like this was planned all along. And I, I've known her for so long and our souls are just in this together. Yeah. Everything kept happening. And before that moment, I was a little bit closed off from spirit, just from my childhood experience too. But then once I started to see, oh, like I can open to this and I can open to spirit from me. And it really is just me all along. Mm -hmm. Everything felt more comfortable. So I just, from that moment forward really opened to all of the signs and for me like it's different for everyone for me it was an internal voice and my guides were very like they were almost immediately present once I made that choice of I am wholeheartedly in this Mm -hmm. they were almost immediately present I didn't know them like I know them today, but I could feel and I could hear, and I just was relating it as like my intuition and as me to speed it up. I went through my yoga training. I started teaching yoga. I worked for a magazine for a little while and was like, gotta get out of here. I started working at a coffee shop for a little while until I was like, gotta get it out of here. (laughs) I started working at a law firm that I had worked at before. So a little bit of a comfort zone. And then I was working there for a long time and just continuing to really work any way that I could. And I was primarily working with Jennifer. She would lead those meditations periodically. She actually led them at Terrasol back in the day. Wow. Um, when was this? This was 
2018. Okay. Terrasol, just for those who aren't local, is a beautiful sanctuary of so a beautiful. space. It's actually a renovated, or not even a renovated, but a church. An old church, yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Wood floors and beautiful stained glass. It's got a vibe in there. Yeah, it holds it really you does. perfectly. It is so it beautiful. <laughs> so Jennifer was your teacher at that point that really yeah, helped you on your path. I wasn't really trying to do anything except for understand me and my experience. And every time I went into meditation, something came out of it. And really what... A, a huge turning point was I started to hear you need to leave the law firm. I had been already thinking about that for a few months and I actually bumped up against that energy one day and I was like, look, I know I need to leave. Mm-hmm. Just tell me where to go. I'm tired of having this conversation. You've told me. I've told you. Let's <laughs> We're on it the out. same page. <laughs> yes. Do you, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you feel like that was your intuition guiding you or your guides? Because sometimes I feel I feel very in touch with my intuition. But then I'm like, is because I hear intuition in my own voice, in my own head. Sometimes it's a very clear directive. What is your take on that? I'm just curious because yeah. I think a lot of people are For want sure. to know their guides. They do. Everybody yeah. has them. 100%. Yeah. So it's like I'll preface it with saying I am someone that believes the understanding isn't necessary, but it is 100% helpful because, of course, we want to feel connected and, of course, we mm-hmm. want to feel our guides and it's like the they are already there and they are already communicating. We probably just are labeling it all as intuition. Okay. So it's like I see intuition as a very clear yes or no. It is from my body and it is a confirmation. So your intuition will confirm what your guides are telling you. Okay. Your intuition will confirm something that you, from your sense of human, consider. So my intuition, an example would be like, I'm like at a bookstore and I'm looking at a bunch of books and I'm like, I wonder if that book would be interesting. And that's coming from my perspective of my human, my curiosity, Mm -hmm. and then my intuition would light up and be like, yes. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. that is directly intuition. Whereas my guides and my guidance, that works through our psychic gifts and our psychic channel. Mm -hmm. So however we receive through different senses, so we can see things, we can hear things, we can feel things. And that will come through and it is a reception. And so it is coming from a reception. It isn't coming from me. It is coming from something. How do you receive mostly? My primary, which I think people who have very sensitive nervous systems, this points towards it. So you might be similar is my clear sentience is like at the forefront. So that is our ability to feel Mm -hmm. on a very physical level in the body. Mm -hmm. So when someone is sick, if my clear sentience picks it up, I will feel sick. If someone has a hurt knee, my clear sentience will pick it up and I will have the hurt knee. 
And so it was <laughs> extremely important yeah. very early on for me to practice discernment and for me to ask literally everything that I feel in the body. Is this mine? Oh my gosh. That's so good. Yes. Cause I feel this, I, I don't want to interrupt you cause I love everything. I don't want you to keep going, but I just want to interject <laughs> that I feel this so intensely, mm-hmm. especially with my daughter she will be going through something physical yes. and I'm like, why do yes. I feel like my throat hurts or yes. why do I feel anxiety? Like she does. Like it's so yes. simultaneous and quick and yes. like it blows my mind. Absolutely. And yeah. yeah. And, and I think mothers, it can get confusing quick. Yeah, it can. Totally <laughs> what's yours and what's everyone else's. Yeah. <laughs> and mothers have those hyper senses, yeah. especially with their children. Yeah. So I think there's, purpose and that like sure. it came from your body and so there's just that stronger connection but also what a wonderful way for you to discover your gifts to like literally mirror or sense it through your children oh yeah it's like she's, that psychic pathway is so intense she's been a teacher <laughs> I never knew I needed but show, you know how the teacher shows up when yeah. the student's ready yeah that was my daughter for me that is so beautiful I love this okay keep going okay so tell me more about yeah. that because um, so and we will go back to your journey for sure and what you're doing presently, but I'm very yeah, into yeah. this explanation. So yeah, clear sentience is just through the body. So our nervous system is a part of the body. Our nervous system is the body. So when we are very sensitive through our clear sentience, it is impacting the nervous system. And that's been super valuable for me to understand and for me to take in because my body is going to be having a different experience than I. I am. Mm. And when I'm taking in all of this energy, my body needs to be considered. And that is really the thing that my body has told me a lot, whether you like it or not, (laughs) your, a lot of energy comes through clear sentience. Mm -hmm. So you got to keep me in mind because the nervous system is receiving it all and the body is receiving it all. I feel this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when How the body you... gives you those hard lessons of, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, <laughs> my body likes to wobble a lot with various things. Yeah. And it's always a little bit like, why am I so sensitive? Why can't I do what other people do or no. what I perceive other people can I do? Know. I've been there too. So how do you work with the body? Is it yoga? Is it putting your feet on the ground? What do you suggest for yeah. that? Because I think people relate to this. This is very, there's a lot of sensitive people that I'm sure are are in this field of listening to us. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just our human collective evolutionary path. That sense has really come online. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's a lot of purpose behind it. But it, I I think one of the purposes is, is like when I feel the clear sentience, one of the most valuable things for me is that we don't get the privilege of someone else's experience. Like their experience is their own. We can only listen. We can only receive. We can only hear. And even with the clear sentience, that still is true. But I think it brings me closer. Like Mm -hmm. it brings me closer into understanding someone else's like hands-on experience, their body experience. And it opens like my empathy so much more. And so I think there's a lot of purpose in that. And so I think one of the ways that I've come to really work with this is giving myself grace, Mm -hmm. like giving myself compassion and also seeing the value of the sense and the value of that experience 
so that there is less disappointment from my human in man, why can't I do the other things that other people can't do right. <laughs> or the, the <laughs> things that other people can do? Like, why can't I do those things? Like, why can't I do it right now? Why can't I just all of those things? Yeah. Understanding, bringing myself into a purpose with it has allowed all of that to soften. And that brings a lot of comfort and it really just allows me to take care of myself more. It allows me to step out of the resistance of, I just want to do this anyway, or I'm going to force myself to do this because like, I want to have those experiences and I I want to do those. It brings me back into a place of, it's okay to not do that right now. It's okay that we can't do that right now. There's a time and a place for that later. And what is right now is probably taking care of the body. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Always. So we're going to do that again. There's a lot of pressure, (laughs) I think, too. Maybe this is just my own experience, but I feel the pressure or expectation from other people. Yeah. Keep up. Yeah. Do the things. Like all that messaging that we get. So then when you're a sensitive person or perhaps you're healing or going through some sort of journey like that, it's, I don't know, it does get a little bit like... It's a lot because you really do feel all of it. Like you feel your own Mm -hmm. internal disappointment. You feel the pressure from someone else. You feel your pressure. You feel just like all of the things. And so the greatest practice is there's a lot I think that comes into it. And I think there's a lot that's actually needed from multiple directions But your own self-compassion, I think, has to be at the forefront because, yes, you are going to feel the pressure from other people. But once your compassion, your own self-compassion is larger than that feels so small, like you're still going to feel it, but it feels so small. And it's it really does start to feel like it's okay to be me. Like it's okay to be in my body. I think we're at this really interesting point, maybe collectively, where it's more acceptable and more often that people are putting boundaries around themselves. And if you, it's a real good indicator if you are surrounded by the right people, (laughs) if they respect that and not only that, they understand with empathy and they have compassion towards, I get it. Do you take care of you? It's such a it's such a shift, I think. It is. I think there was a point in time where that was not necessarily in balance as it is now. And I love it. I love that yeah. people are like, totally get it. Take care of you. For sure. And Gives me hope. Me too. <laughs> and I think that's so valuable to bring up because, yes, my community has been huge in this. And it took time to build. So it took time to get to a place of self-compassion. It took time to learn boundaries. It took time to even be okay with some people moving out so that other people, like these people that can understand will move in. And what has really allowed it to be okay, because I think about my past selves and like (laughs) how she would get to a place where, you know, because she didn't have the tools 
because she didn't know how to manage all of the pieces yet, because she didn't know how to voice herself yet, because she didn't understand yet what she was experiencing in the body, there would just be those moments where I would reach a time where I literally would be like, I can't, like, I am so overwhelmed and overstimulated that not only can I not show up today, but I also can't tell them that I can't show up today. I also can't give them notice Mm. because I'm so overstimulated and I'm so burnt out. That's gone too. And so I would just be MIA. And then a freeze response. 100%. And then it's it's like the kind of like guilt and blame that would follow Mm. that would then kind of place a whole other sense of pressure and layer that isn't helpful. And then it wouldn't be until weeks that I would come out of that. And then it's like my younger self not really knowing still how to do all of that. It's okay. We're just never going to go back there Mm -hmm. again. And we're going to start going here Mm -hmm. and we're going to, we're going to move this way now. But it's like, I felt a lot in those moments And even coming to a place where I can say, you know, it's okay that my younger self had to do that. Like, we just didn't have all the pieces. And we literally, like, I know, like, how, yes, freeze response, like, how much I literally couldn't take action in those moments. Um, And other, I, I maybe still, you know, I wasn't able ever able to go back and explain myself. And and now it's at a place where it's like, that doesn't even really matter anymore. (laughs) It gets to be a clean slate at some point. (laughs) So moving through your journey of teaching yoga, coming into your own awareness, your initiation (laughs) into your own awareness. At what point did you feel like, oh, wow. Okay. I can, I'm receiving messages and these messages are not just yeah, my past loved one or my not just, but this is actually like on For a sure, cosmic like totally level. different level. There were, there's two experiences that come to mind. One was with a, with an experience with a crystal, because at this point I was, I believe I was working at the law firm, if not before that. So I had just traveled out of town to see my family. I had gotten pretty overstimulated, just naturally, not from anything that anyone did. It's sure. just overextended. I understand this. Yeah, it's <laughs> nobody's fault. So I'm on the way home, overstimulated, on a drive, few hours. I get pulled over by um, an officer. No. And then, like, instantly, that's the tipping point. I went into a panic attack, and the officer was actually it was really nice, empathetic. They were like, do I need to call someone? And I was like, at this point I was in, I had gained tools from my yoga training and I was like, no, I just need five minutes. I know how to bring myself out of this. Just need five minutes. I'll be okay. And he was like, okay, (laughs) I'll let you. Okay. I'm just going to be right here. Oh my gosh. But did he give you a ticket? (laughs) He did give me a ticket. (laughs) He was like, this is tough love, lady, but I know. But I was like, I know I didn't mean to be speeding, but yes, I know I was speeding. I deserve the ticket. Everything's fine. But yes, it's like my body's reacting and I just have to move through it. Nobody's fault. We're just going to utilize the tools. (laughs) Everything was fine. But then I came down from that as much as I could. And then I'm continuing on my drive. And I reached for a crystal 
I actually believe it was, I don't remember, but I think I'll remember later. I reached for a crystal that I had and it was the only one that I had on me and I placed it on my body. And this was the first time that I consciously felt something from a crystal. And I think because the there was such a large polarity, it was like I was such at a heightened state. As soon as I brought that other energy in, everything immediately left my body. Every emotion, every anxiety, everything immediately left my body. And then I was just in a state of, whoa, I had a feeling this could be something, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't felt it yet. And now I was like, no doubt, 100% crystals all the way. We have Uh, felt it. (laughs) I have so many questions, (laughs) but keep going. So So that was a really huge moment. And I think from that point forward, I took it way more seriously as far as the signs, my guidance, everything that kind of led me to the point of, okay, I'm working at the, the law firm. And I had that conversation at that point, I was communicating with my guides and I was communicating whether it was my guides, whether it was my higher self, whether it was my soul. It was a sense of communication because I remember pushing up against the energy of, look, I'm even tired of having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Show me something. I don't want to have this conversation again kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I always feel like our guides really understand our human nature. They're never going to be upset about those parts of ourselves that are just real and true. Mm -hmm. It may have been that same week I just kept feeling... At the time, there was a metaphysical shop in Wilmington called Mystic Elements. That is where I had gotten this crystal from. And every now and then I'd go in there just whenever I intuitively felt. And I just felt it come in of go to Mystic Elements today. And I was like, all right, nothing new here. I went into Mystic Elements and I would do what I always do. I would just wander around and and be like, okay, like, why am I here? What am I looking for? And I would just wait until the energy would guide me. And that was really how I started to practice. And then... um, I wasn't finding anything and I was like, okay, I don't know why I'm here, but I personally have like a strong internal patience. I was like, I have nothing to do today. I don't care how long I'm here. I'm just going to keep waiting. So I just waited. And I think there's a lot of value in just allowing messages to come forward Mm -hmm. on their own and just holding space for it. I don't think the forcing works so well. No, it doesn't. I was there for about an hour and a half. Wow. I was there for about an hour and a half. I just kept feeling it's not time to go yet. And I'd be like, okay. And then it would be like, I'd be like, what about now? And it's nope. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And they were so sweet. Like they didn't care that I wandered around there for an hour and a half. The manager there at the time were still great friends. Her name is Rachel. She just would laugh every now and then of, oh, you're still here. And I'm like, yeah, I just feel like I'm supposed to be here. And she's then you're supposed to be here. And I'm like, thank you. And then finally, I overheard her in the other room talking about job applications and they were like in the process of hiring. And I was like, this is why I'm here because I just kept asking, put me in a place where I can learn, where I Mm -hmm. can step in, where I can follow my purpose. Put me wherever you want me. Just put me somewhere that will open all of these doors, just total reception on my end. And so when that lined up, 
I was like, this is it. I went directly to her and I was like, I am here for a job application. And she just laughed and she was like, wonderful. (laughs) And I wrote down, I filled out the application. A few days later, I had an interview and everything was just like, yes, she got me in that shop. And she was so thorough in her training, which was wonderful. And she would just give me tasks. She was like, you need to be able to identify every crystal in here. And I was like on it. And she was like, you need to know the name of every crystal. You need to know their metaphysical properties. You need to know these things. And I was like, I got it. And so I took in like a huge amount of information at one time, but it brought me into such an intimacy with these crystals that come to find out, I think was always there. I think they were pulling me there. And that was such the perfect place for me to start because they are like part of the tools that have helped me with everything else that has come in. But that space was a huge beacon for me. Like I met the right people. I was immersed in a spiritual environment. Every single day we were talking about everything that you can think of from crystals to ghosts to spell work to everything. And so being the observer that Mm -hmm. I am, I'm just taking in everything. And it's, yeah, there's nothing in my body or in my mind that is rejecting this information. There's nothing that is saying it's 100% right away. I'm literally just allowing myself to observe. And then through that observation, there was a practitioner there and she would always explain. She was really connected to the fairies. And she was like, she would just always tell people, if you want to see a a fairy, if you want to experience a fairy, you just have to say that. You just have to say, I want, I like, I'm open. Mm -hmm. You just have to open the door. And then wait, there's, it it was just like the way that she would say it would be so casual. And so I never use this word ever, but the word that's coming into my mind is like (laughs) easy peasy. And I'm like, I don't even know where that's coming from. But through the crystals, I did feel connected with the fairies right away. And then I started having some of those memories come back from childhood where I was like, they've always been with me. Nature has always been with me. They were my safe space. And then it was like, everything really came in all at once for me as far as the cosmic realms, because I felt them too. And the fairies and the earth and the elements and everything. I will say the one thing that didn't come in right away and it was my own, I don't want to yet, was past ones on the other side. Mm-hmm. So that mediumship. came in, yes, that mm-hmm. came in much later. Um, and I, I would feel sometimes, and even internally, I, I'd be like, oh, no, not, yeah, not, not ready. And I don't, or... I'm not yet and not ready. Um, I later found out or connected back with that part of myself. And it's been really, really beautiful. Um My grandfather came to me first and was like, he actually taught me mediumship. He was like, it's basically, he was like, it's time for you to step into this. I'm here for you. I'll always be here for you. There's nothing for you to be afraid of. And then other memories came back, like a traumatic experience from my childhood where I saw something that was absolutely terrifying. So it was like, of course, I didn't want to open that back up yet. I wanted to feel safe. My nervous system wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. My body wasn't ready. And then, yeah, it's like that opened up a lot. And I just kept following what 
I felt was true for me. And fortunately, I was surrounded by practitioners that just really told me that again and again and again of it's okay if something isn't for you. Yeah. Make sure that you're asking yourself when someone tells you something about yourself, ask yourself, is that actually true? Do I feel that for me? And so they really put that at the forefront. And I think I've been really fortunate in that way because I've done that always of what do I feel in this and what is actually me and my experience. And there's always been almost like that safeguard of we don't have to take in something that isn't for us. And we don't have to grab a hold of something right away. And I think that's a lot of, that has a lot of value because what it has, what it's allowed me to do is really keep my body at the forefront. Even though there's been challenges, even though my body has had difficulties, I think if I didn't have that, it would have felt a lot worse than it was because even as I continued to step into things, the sensitivity only increases. So the experience of the body only increases, but I've just spirit and my soul have done such a beautiful job of placing these anchor points around me to one, always make sure that I'm stepping into a place, even when it's intense, even when it's challenging, even when at times it's felt very painful physically sometimes they've always placed me in a space of like all of the tools are there. You just have to reach for them. All of the people are there. You just need to go to them. Mm. So that's been really valuable. It's and such an immersive experience to be able to learn to trust yourself through. Well, yeah. And also you were led into something which I think is so important for anyone wanting to be maybe more aligned on their path is like you're following that pull and trusting and you're trusting ultimately yourself. Yeah. And and that's what you really cultivate through these sorts of practices and through these trials and the hard parts and so forth is like, I'm, I can trust. Yeah. In this process. Yes. And you're a hundred percent because from the very, very beginning, my guides made it pretty clear and it just was, it was a little bit of an intuitive knowing of, I don't even know why they're telling me this, but it just feels important. And that's my intuition telling me like how important it is, what is being stated. But they, from the very, very beginning, they were like, do not like, they basically told me not to reach for anything. Don't read anything yet. Don't go through any trainings yet. Don't go to too many people yet. Not because it wasn't safe, but because they really wanted me to cultivate self-trust first. That makes a lot of they sense. They really wanted me to explore my own internal mm-hmm. first. And I think that it's been about that most of the time, (laughs) the majority of the time, are you willing to trust yourself? Are you willing to trust period? I, I think for even with how I work with clients, that seems to be at the forefront. I want to talk about that because I've experienced your sessions and they are 
pretty profound and helpful and <laughs> grounding. So I experienced one, you have a very um, unique list of offerings, things I know that you've curated and have come to be from your own experience and clients' experiences. But the Cosmic Womb Healing, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, that one was the very first time I saw you, I think. I think it was. And <laughs> I can't explain the peace, the calm, just how... <laughs> it's like when you lay in like Shavasana or something, you get like a little glimpse of a little bit of peace. This was like that times like <laughs> 100. So how did you create that particular offering or how did that come to yeah. fruition? So I, or tell, what is it? I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. A little bit of all yeah. of it. <laughs> I really adore that container. I receive even when I go there with other clients. So I love when they book and choose that session. It is a pretty, very like strong, like high frequency container to choose it for your first session I think is really beautiful <laughs> and also just says a lot about you and your energy like, and what, I go what you're attracted <laughs> to yeah <laughs> like on an intuitive level right. you're like no let's go as far as we can yeah let's just go, <laughs> go for we're it. going all the way yeah. <laughs> you're like oh okay you're like that works yeah I feel it and it's like that session and that container like a lot of them but that one specifically does ask for a lot of trust to even go there. Mm. One, because the more that we get into these spaces that are untangible, the more trust that is needed, not only from me, but for the client. With a lot of my sessions, with a lot of the containers, I'm seeing spirit bring it forward I'm seeing my clients really initiate the energy or the need for the energy. And I really feel that they come through all of the containers, all of the sessions come through for the collective. As much as I can put my mind at rest and just receive, mm -hmm. I feel I, I personally feel like the better and that's just for the way that I enjoy working because there's plenty of things where it's let the mind create mm -hmm. and that's beautiful yeah. too. But for these containers, I really feel like coming to a space of show me what the collective needs, show me what my clients need. And then I also always see my clients bring the energy forward. They really initiate the space into the physical and into the being, into being. I can feel the energy before it's here, but I've had even still, even now, I've had containers where it's like they're floating just outside time and space. I know what they are. I've felt them. I've experienced them. But until my clients bring them here, mm. it's not time for it to be here yet. And so I really could feel that with the cosmic womb. I think that even the terminology started coming to me way before the session was actually here. And I started feeling the cosmic womb and I started feeling my connection and I started feeling the space. And I was like, this is just so nurturing mm. and so nurturing physically to the physical body and there were a few clients that really initiated the space here, the container here. And 
when I would go there with them, it really was just an invitation from spirit and from mine and their soul of this is what we can do together. This is where we can go. Mm -hmm. And then when we would go there, I would get to witness and I would get to experience and they would get to witness and they would get to experience what the container actually is or what can actually happen. So I know on an intuitive level, I haven't experienced the full capacity of what can be possible in the cosmic womb healing and in that space. And when we go there, um, and I've only experienced what has been so far, but this, for me, this container specifically does feel like a literal space. It is outside of this realm. It is outside this time and space. Yeah, it, it is, felt that way. yeah, it is the literal cosmic womb and it is a frequency. And I would say, the closest comparison, but even still totally different. A lot of people talk about the Akashic records. It is, it is, they talk about it as a literal space, as a frequency and you go there. So the cosmic womb, it's like the Akashic records has its job. It, it has its thing. It's actually our soul history. The cosmic womb, it is a space and it is its own frequency. And, I go there through, like, we go there together. We journey there together. We go into that frequency and into that space together. But when I go there with a client, it is their soul origin. And it is every part of their soul origin, every fragment of their soul origin. So it starts to become a place that's a little bit in incomprehensible because it's right. like we can't even imagine what our whole soul like feels like even the Akashic records like we can't really comprehend everything that is there but we just know that it's massive <laughs> <laughs> that it's just in a way infinite Mass. and this is the cosmic womb it is infinite it is your soul origin it is you returning to the most purest essence of you before you even were, were you. Right. And it is a womb space. It is held very, by a very mother type of energy and presence. And there's so much that we can do there. I've done a little bit of soul retrieval there. And what is soul retrieval? It's like bringing lost parts of you back home different it's most typically referred to within shamanism and shamanic type of work this is just a different access point and it there's still I think things that different things are needed at different times when we go there we are calling back and the energy of you is coming back in its purest essence and in its purest sense. Every fragment of you that has been left, every even dust of energy that has gotten left behind really comes back together. And that's part of what is so nourishing. I was going to say, because it felt so deeply restorative. Yes. And Can that I is what is so restorative about it. 
That makes a lot of sense. And when you, what are you doing? That's a really hard question because I know it's not necessarily tangible or it can't really be conceptualized even. But (laughs) when I'm laying on the table and I am like in a very peaceful, zen out, other dimensional place, it feels, what are you doing? What are we doing? What's going on there? (laughs) Okay. So it's like the energy of the cosmic womb, the energy of my soul, the energy of spirit, the energy of my guides taught me how to come in and out of this space. And it is through my own connection. So my own origins cosmically have a tether to this space. So that is part of the access point that I have is that it it just makes sense on a soul level Mm -hmm. and it makes sense to my energy. But we journey and I bring you into a hypnotic type of state where we journey into the cosmic womb and it starts to open and it brings you in and it really just surrounds you and the body. And I am there with you. And then from that point, I am the space holder. I am the gatekeeper. I am channeling energy. I am following what needs to move into the space through any type of way. So it is a container where healing can happen, where I can channel energy, where energy from the cosmic womb comes directly to the body. And I am just following everything that is guided essentially by your soul and by spirit. And I am like holding the space. It takes safe and yeah protected. Yes. And it it takes just about every ounce of my focus and not even focus from a space of like force, but it's like, I go into that hypnotic state with you. Mm -hmm. So I go into that state of channel and it, I don't think I would have been able to go into that space any sooner than I did because it really did need a certain level of trust within me and a certain level of just being able to stay within channel without distractions, without anything interfering or coming in to be able to hold it the entire time. Cause we're there maybe for 40, 45 minutes just in this very deep <laughs> state. Do you see things when you're doing it? Do you yeah. get, do you hear like messages? Do you see For things? sure. Does and I'm just channeling it all. So anything that I hear is spoken out loud. Anything that I see is spoken out loud. Yeah. And then we debriefed at the end and you shared. And I was for like, sure. okay. And yeah. everything felt so familiar and so resonant. I was like, yeah, that's the experience I had, but yeah. not exactly the same. It's, yeah. Yeah. And with the clear sentience piece, I think like I can feel when your body pulls the energy in Mm. and that's always been really fascinating. One of the, one of the first clients to receive this session and I really feel like part of her soul initiated this container into being, she was at a place where she was so depleted, just for from like normal life circumstances, having a toddler and then having another child. So a toddler and a newborn and that experience being new altogether and coming into a new place of managing it uh, 
like new things and all of it. And then every pregnancy is different. And so different fluctuations in hormones brought different just feelings and emotions. And she was at a place where she felt so, so depleted. And that container came in even before um, she arrived. I was like, this is where we're going today. This is exactly what her body needs. And then she told me where she was at. And I was like, this makes perfect sense. This Mm -hmm. is exactly where we're going today. We went straight into that space and I could feel her body the entire time, just like more, like just soaking in everything that it possibly could. And I was like, this is good. Like everything just come in, like her body needed it so much. And it was just soaking in every essence of energy that it could to restore and nourish. And from that, I could feel like she was It's almost like when you need things the most, you go in deeper. And because, again, those polarities existed, the experience was at a different intensity. So the level of peace, the level of depth, the level that we just went into the space was at an intensity because it matched how much her body needed it. That makes sense. I just want to say thank you to Heather for sharing so much today with us. And we are going to have a part two. We will be talking all about crystals and her vast knowledge of them. So definitely stay tuned for part two.